Welcome to The Way Freedom Flies. I'm Anthony, and we've had another amazing and blessed week. Thank the Lord that we are here to celebrate it, because uh, you could be on the other side, on the evil side, cheering on Joe Biden and just living in absolute misery. And thank God we are not on that side. So um, we believe in truth, and the truth will prevail. We believe in God, because he is the truth. So... Um, that's what we're praying for, and that's what's going to change here. I've been having a really blessed week, a really good week. Been feeling uh, great. I know my allergies have been, if my voice is a little off, my allergies have just been acting up this week. But overall, I have just been blessed, very pleased with what's going on, beautiful weather. You know, God has created just an amazing um, entry into this last month of summer here, and I'm really enjoying it where I'm at. So, Let's get into some of the crazy stuff because it wouldn't be a crazy, evil-sided issue if there wasn't something amazingly stupid to start out with. Um, one is California announced, and I believe I brought this up before, but California announced that there would be a ban to gas power vehicles, ICE engines, in 2035. Now, while I'm framing this whole conversation of this... The I will post uh, the last refuge article, the Conservatory House by Sundance, in the description um, below this podcast. But China was the first one to start banning gasoline cars. Now, at the same time today, China came out and has said that they have what was 122 million kilowatt hour. Uh, system so that is in itself the biggest in the world it, it's insane how much coal energy that is producing so they aren't doing it to be green they are just doing it to be to have energy right so 100 or it's 120 billion kilowatt hours my bad not million 120 billion kilowatt hours got that wrong and the amount of coal energy production they have introduced this year is number two out of all the countries, if you don't include China as being number one energy production. So it would go um, China's production, U.S. production, and then China's new production that they've created in 2022. Heck, the rest of the world is trying to go green and limit their energy production, but we'll get into that. China was the first one to ban ICE engines, internal combustion engines. Um, and our internal combustion engine ICE vehicles. This is interesting. So why does China buy it? China's not doing it to be green. There's no reason for that. And if you take electric cars with batteries, they're not green to begin with. So that's a whole mute point anyways. And if you disagree with me, start going and doing some research into uh, the mining of all the minerals and stuff that are needed for batteries and how that's all done. And then how you put the battery together and how that um, basically will ruin anything that touches it will ruin the earth. Especially if you have lithium and you get lithium in the water and that water spreads out of the area. Then you're going to have dead zones and you can harm people and everything else. So it's, it's really not green. It's not good for the environment at all. But that's a whole uh, <laughs> another conversation. That's something that you need to do your research on. But China, right, they have a, a goal to make sure that they are controlling and their population obeys the government. 
right? Electric vehicles, you can't really do long distance travel. It's very hard, right? The huge battery takes a long time to charge up. You can only methodically go and they're highly computerized, highly trackable. So you have that sort of um, idea as well that you have to deal with. So just keep that in mind as you're working through this and um, looking at electric vehicles through that lens of, hey, why? Did, let's take a step back. Let's always let's say, hey, what? why is China doing this first? And then why is California following? So California last week said, hey, you can only sell electric vehicles in California. My first thought is, well, all the bordering states, they have an opportunity to sell a lot of gasoline vehicles. Unless um, California bans the registration of those vehicles. Oh, man, can you imagine that? That would be a disaster, but who knows? We'll see. 2035 still a long ways away, and lots of things can change by then. A week later, right? Just one week later, guess what California's independent system operators are doing? They issue a flex alert for Labor Day holiday weekend asking people not to charge their electric vehicles because the power grid cannot handle the demand. Uh, if you can't handle the demand now, do not start putting stuff into saying we are going to require this certain thing in the future. You build it and they will come. Don't um, not build it and then hope that they will come. <laughs> because then if they do come... And you have just enough, it's not, not the entire population, just, um, what is it? I, I don't know what, what the percentage point is, but it's not high percentage of people in California. Can you imagine if everyone had electric vehicles and they'll plug them in? So you got this flex alert. They're going to hit triple digit temperatures so they won't be able to handle electrical demand especially with these charging of vehicles. So from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. when the grid is most stressed, also less solar, you have a problem. They're also saying urge people to set their thermostats to 78 degrees or higher. I don't know about you, but I'm not setting my thermostat 78 degrees or higher. It's uh, there's a reason I have mine set. I like to be comfortable in my own home. That's, I mean, maybe you like it that warm, then keep it that warm. But me, I like it a little bit cooler. Heck, my brother likes it colder than I like, like it. In. So he's always uh, saying, why is it so warm in your house? Well, I got some of that fixed out too. It wasn't taking the humidity out like it should have been. Got a new thermostat and fixed that out, but. And did some different settings on the new one that the old one didn't have. But at least he's more comfortable. He's not complaining as much. But he's still not as cold as what he keeps his place. But they want to go down the route of controlling you. And when I think about this. And I was going through and we were talking to somebody. And we got on the topic of what God would think about this. And we're going back and forth on the same side right we're trying to hey what does god really think about restricting people for this right we're supposed to be good stewards of the environment 
but God also gave us the ability to have abundance, right? He He wants us to have more than enough, not, hey, we got to, you know, scrape together a couple things just to find two pennies. That's not God. That's, you know, the devil wants to try to punish you. And so I'm thinking about this, and God wouldn't want you to suffer. He doesn't want you to have to go through that pain and tribulation. He sent his only son just for that. That suffering. And I'm not saying that, you know, high heat is suffering like Jesus did, but I'm what I'm saying is is that with God's abundance, right, he's looking for you to prosper and to have things not to hey you have to um, you have to go through just and you can't even have AC on you got to listen to your government right it was the government is there especially in the US the government is there as a construct of the states and the the states is really part of the local government and you you have a republic and it's a representation of that republic I am trying to figure out why the, especially states like California now I believe it's Virginia and Washington are going down the road of trying to continue to hurt their populations and I, I feel for their populations I got friend in, friends in them some of those states. Actually, all those states. And I don't want to see them or anybody in them be restricted and be controlled by a state government rather than by themselves. I, I just don't see why um, this would be. So, yeah, it's... It's, it's kind of weird what's going on. So, I, I pray that these states will turn around and actually get there. I, I do think at some point, right, I'd like to see, well, if the government ever gets out of doing these tax subsidies, I would like to see um, a true capitalistic economy of vehicles. Meaning, let's put up some hydrogen let's put up some uh, electric some gasoline some diesel some gasoline generated um, electrical that you know would create create the energy for the electric motors diesel generation I, I think that there's so much more than just two types of vehicles and banning them right the government is not supposed to be in the item of banning, right, or getting rid of. The most God has ever done is set you up with a rule book of morals, right? And those morals are what's important, and the and the and the framework for um, your belief system. Now. Yeah, we'll go into that maybe a different time. So there is a lot of different things going on at all this time. And now we have an interesting thing here with Joe Biden, you know, 
wanting to get rid of student loans or relieve 10,000 unless you get Pell Grants, 20,000 of student loans. And as far as I can tell, I'm not pleased about this. Not that I would um, want to take the money anyways because I did go to college and I feel like it was a loan I took out and I'm going to pay it back. But mine don't qualify for it because all the, I've had to refinance and stuff and so I don't qualify. Whatever. But, you know, I've talked to many different friends, um, some that do, some that don't. Got many different sides of the coin. Most of them all don't like the fact that they are being um, paid off. Some of them, though, are glad because, you know, it is, it is money that they had either had deferred or whatever else, financial times, you know, that sort of thing. So... There is that, right? There's both sides of the coin. But then I, I was sent something today, or I found something today um, on Twitter. Uh, no, on True Social. And I think college degrees should be repossessed if they can't pay, just like homes and cars. And I was thinking, that's actually a really interesting point. Why can't we do the same thing we kind of do with... Uh, uh, um, cars and homes and stuff and repossess and for the degree why or why can't the degree then go into bankruptcy why is it that you take out a loan and you have to pay for it why can't it be gone through bankruptcy why can't it do all those other things it's it's something to me I never have really understood why they I mean I get the incentive behind it, which is completely, um, you know, the government wanting control over it to be to be able to make their money and force people to do it, which then increases college uh, price because it's a guaranteed loan that the government's going to back and the government's going to say, hey, you're going to pay for it or we're going to garnish your Social Security or your wages, etc., unless you're going to pay us. Well, that kind of creates a system where uh, you can increase college pricing because, hey, I can, you know, then take it. I'm going to get my money one way or another, and they're going to have to pay it back. So now you're going to pay $10,000 to $20,000 in all these student loans and then force these people, these taxpayers, like me and others, people with businesses, people that go and try to create more income, and say, hey, pay for the student loans for the people that don't. You're also going to force all those workers that didn't go to college to then also pay for it. You know, let's say they were a apprentice first. And all those hardworking laborers that keep the economy going, you're going to force them to flip the burden for those uh, middle class or, well, could be middle class, could be... Uh, well, people that just sit on their bum all day and not do anything, and then have them, you know, those people work basically off their loan f for these people that don't want to do it themselves. I don't see how this is a good outcome at all. Let's let's put it so that they can go bankrupt. Let's do that. Let's have more um, private. Let's let's repossess the degree. Let's have more private uh, banks actually deciding to 
decide if the loan is good. So they may have an assessment program or whatever else instead of the government doing it. The government needs to get out of this. Heck, you could, I could even see colleges wanting to say, hey, we get a loan program for our kids of well, this is what it is and work with private institutions, banks to be able to do it and let's see what actually happens. I don't think that college pricing will go up. I think it's going to come down then. Because you're going to be having a competition between everything. And the banks are going to say if the loan is actually good. And if you get a couple people that then start, can't pay it back or whatever else, and then they start going bankrupt, you're going to see some things change. But until then, let's get the government out of it, you know, and, and move along. But... I, I mean, I still have a quite a bit of, well, I got less than 25% left, around 25% left of my student loans to pay off, which I'm pleased I've been able to pay off that many since I've been out of college. So I'm very glad about that. And that's between me and my wife. She didn't have that much. It was mostly all me. So I'm glad. But at the same time, just flipping the bill for others is not going to help this economy in fact it's going to cause more inflation i don't know why people aren't seeing this but you are having the government put more money to paying off stuff while you're going to float that as in hey guess what that's going to be inflationary have we not seen what spending happens at the government level right now well a government official or people in the government understanding monetary policy is probably not something I should uh, be surprised. At. I should be surprised if they ever figured out what monetary policy actually means, but and how it works. But they're not the brightest uh, bulbs out of the bunch. There. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Ukraine here. I, I do hope that this Russia-Ukraine conflict is getting a little bit better, getting towards the end. I don't know. I pay attention to it. It's just, I'm sick of my money going over there. And uh, there was a interesting tidbit here from the United States, because we're sending more money over there, more stuff, more ammunition, so more money spent, more inflationary stuff. And the Pentagon officials here in the United States have warned that our military ammunition supply is dangerously low after recent donations to Ukraine. Well, then stop donating to Ukraine. I, you take care of yourself first. I think that... Uh, you take... When you're on a plane, right, and the masks come down, it's first take care of yourself and then help everybody else. Right now in the world, everyone's like, oh, let's throw money over here, over here, over here, over here. Nobody's taking care of themselves, and everyone is lowering the tide. Right in the Bible, it's you know it says the high tide is going to raise all ships. That's true. But for some reason, we're trying to take the water and throw it out real fast, creating a lower tide, and then hoping that everything's going to be okay. 
I really don't understand this, but there's a lot of uh, things I don't understand that the government does. So, it is really interesting what is going on. The interesting side of things here is that we're looking at some of the FBI. I'm going to touch on the FBI here. They're really trying to get after Trump a lot. That is interesting to me. It's now another, we got Trump with the documents and giving out pictures and stuff like that. I think that uh, this is going to be very interesting going forward how this comes out. I think prophetically, and I'm listening to a lot of different pastors and everything else on this, is that the evil side is trying to dive into a fight that they're not ready to understand that God's going to come back with. Now, according to uh, Manuel Johnson and a couple others that I've been listening to, I've been listening to Manuel Johnson a lot this week. You know, they're glory days, not gloomy days. And with that, God is not revealing his hand. And I don't know if God will reveal his hand until the very last second. I think that we're going to be in for a treat. God blesses his people. I know that there's going to be... Uh, I don't know how I know. I just... There's a gut feeling in me that there's going to be a blessing to God's people. Uh, if you're right with God, it's going to be good. And if you're not right, get right with God, Right? Um, I think that that can be a, a very good thing for you as well. But getting back to it, right, there's going to be blessings and transfers and um, and stuff that God, you know, knows your heart and what you're capable of. And that's going to be really cool to see. And that's going to be a blessing among all blessings. And we have to realize that in this time of need and in this time of crazy control of, of people stealing elections and government officials being so evil and wanting to control their uh, constituents in a way that then, hey, they have the power and they don't want the people to be truly free and truly underneath God's rule. You have to realize that in the end, God is always one. And God will do stuff to be able to show his power and his authority. And one thing I don't understand is that any of these evil people could easily have read the Bible. I mean, they listen to the devil. Doesn't the devil tell them these things that were in the Bible? If you look back at Pharaoh's army, I mean, d didn't they see the Red Sea part? Didn't they go through and then they were like, we're going to follow it? At some point, does it cross your mind? I think we should be kind of cautious about this. The last time that we just go after, you know, the Jews or something else, there's going to be uh, immense uh, destruction on our side. 
and and you think about it, right? With Pharaoh and everything else, right? There was a time where, and it says that God hardened their hearts. And their or their hearts basically hardened against God, right? They were not. They saw what His power was, and when His power happened, they didn't say, "Okay, I, I you know, I fall down. I'm going to obey you, Lord." Instead, they go, hey, guess what? I'm going to go after and still pursue you. My heart's hardening. I'm the one in control, not you, Lord. And I, I think that that's a telling of what's even happening today. State, local, federal levels. Is that we need more people to that have God's heart. That are searching for a stronger connection with God each and every day and trying to pursue Him to be in those places, in places of government, in places to where God has called you to be, so that you can take the steps necessary to help push out His plan, or not like push out in time, but push out His plan as an execute His plan, so that we can have the restoration and the renewal of people seeing what God is all capable of. I think it's amazing what he has done for many of us. What he keeps doing for us. What he keeps blessing us with. We may be the imperfect uh, creations that he has created us with, but I think we can keep pursuing him and following him and asking him for guidance of where we need to be. Because you look at what we could do with it, what we've done without him, right? You don't really do much. But when you ask for God to be in a partnership with you and to guide you, for some reason you accomplish much more. And relying on him to be there with you by your side to step th to step through this crazy world that the evil is trying to crush you right now. I think putting on the armor of God is going to be one step closer to making sure that we make put that evil where it belongs. And open up the eyes of everyone else to show that God is here. And he will guide us through. The fear of government, of a virus, is not there. But the blessings and the guidance of God is what you need. He is the healer. He is the provider. We can't forget that. And I think so many times, I've even done it too, where... He, God is kind of a second thought, which doesn't need to be that. So we need to uh, go through and have that power um, in us each and every day and follow him. So I'm going to put this out there and close this off now. I want to say thank you guys for listening and supporting The Way Freedom Flies. I really appreciate it. I'm praying for all of you out there. And if you want to contact me, please uh, email me at thewayfreedomflies 
at protonmail.com. And until next time, God bless.